part three of work of the sisters during the epidemic of influenza october nineteen eighteen by francis edward tersher part three relief work of the sisters of the immaculate heart emergency and general hospitals lockley one sister tells of district nursing in st agatha's parish before she was sent to blockley her words reveal a state of mind which was probably the thought and consciousness of most of these volunteers i joined those who volunteered to nurse she says realizing fully my incompetency so that the act seemed to be presumptuous but god has supplied what was lacking from total inexperience and truthfully i can say the memories of october nineteen eighteen hold some of the most consoling thoughts of my life on october ten two companions with myself were sent to a house in the rear of haverford avenue bravely we started but no one admitted until later the extreme timidity experienced not from the fear of the disease but from coming in contact with strangers in strange homes we found a sick mother with two sick children in the same bed and in another bed three more but all in the same room the windows were closed tightly and we felt that we could taste the fever the father who was just recovering and a boy of nine were the only nurses we relieved them and after bathing the patients giving the medicines prescribed and some nourishment we cleaned the room and prepared some food for the father we returned to this same house on friday and saturday october eleven and twelve about noon on saturday october twelve we received a note from mother telling me to return at once as some sisters were needed elsewhere i was sent with five others to the philadelphia general hospital blockley we were met at the entrance and conducted to that part of the establishment in which we were to work that walk from the entrance to the wards seemed unending one of the sisters whispered to me how shall we ever get in meaning the next day i replied i think we're getting in beautifully what worries me is how shall we get out when we reached our destination we found five wards full of men we were informed that another community had been given charge of the women and children but the men had to lie there neglected notwithstanding our inexperience we were given full charge of these wards as the two head nurses of this department were entirely alone these ladies are catholics and had implicit confidence in the sisters they left the mixing of medicines to us and this with the taking of temperatures and respirations and the feeding of those too weak to help themselves comprised our daily tasks we had orderlies for all the other ward work there were about twenty-five or thirty men in each ward and adjoining shack most of these were men who had come to philadelphia to work in ammunition plants and generally they had been living in one rented room they were lying there with the dirt of their work still on their hands and faces many of them had not received attention since their entrance the reason of this is of course evident overcrowded conditions their gratitude for any attention from us was really touching we had been told that we might expect any kind or class at blockley and this was verified we had in our wards greeks italians jews armenians negroes poles and even east indians they were all god's sick children and i loved them 
we were going constantly from nine in the morning until six in the evening then we returned to the convent tired very tired but it was sweet to come home we ate our supper immediately and then went to chapel for benediction of the most blessed sacrament after this we retired but not until we had told in a very few brief moments of recreation our little experiences of the day one night just before we left the wards a man non-catholic died we prayed with him up to the end and though he seemed unconscious to all else he still even with a death rattle in his throat repeated the aspirations we whispered in his ear the head nurse moved by this gave him conditional baptism that night at benediction i resolved not to let another man die without making some effort to find out if there was any catholicity in him there was in my ward a man named robert thirty years old protestant according to the chart he had told me that his mother had died when he was five years old and that his sisters and brothers had all been separated on the morning following my resolution to which i have referred i was making my rounds as usual and just as i was leaving robert's bed i noticed the chaplain down the corridor i recalled my resolution of the night before and turning back i asked robert were you ever a catholic imagine my surprise when he answered yes i was born one of catholic parents will you see a priest yes i did not walk i ran down that corridor the chaplain came back with me robert received his first holy communion on his deathbed i never expect anything this side of heaven to give me the joy which i experienced that morning after the priest had gone robert called me and thanked me for getting the priest he said you have made me very happy you certainly have taken my mother's place to-day his attitude toward recovering was changed he died with perfect resignation we had another young man who had lost his faith he seemed devoted to the sisters but refused absolutely to see the priest he consented however to wear a medal of our blessed mother and at parting he recited the hail mary to please us the sister recommends this young man to the prayers of those who read this account on october twenty sixth we bade good-bye to blockley the regret expressed by our co-laborers and the remaining patients made the parting rather impressive however we were glad to return to our convent home with a deeper knowledge of human nature and the sorrows and miseries of the life of the world emergency number eight seventeen twenty six south broad a sister writes our hours were from eight p m to eight a m the first night on arriving at the hospital we found six patients in our ward before morning we had fourteen most of them in a dying condition the sights were almost too pitiful to describe the patients began to come in about one o'clock three of them in delirium and almost unmanageable i had on an average twelve women six babies and about four men to take care of there was not one minute to be called my own some patient needing attention all the time the call sister could be heard every minute during the night one woman a catholic could be counted a martyr from her endurance in suffering i undertook to undress her and the flesh from her body fell off in my hands it seems the people at home have put coal oil on her to ease the pain 
she lived four days in that agony never a murmur escaped from her lips only a loving look of gratitude when i would ask her to make the offering of her sufferings to god to bear her purgatory here several nights later in the service i spent carrying a baby three months old on one arm and one six months old on the other when a patient called i had to lay the babies down at the foot of the bed to attend to the call the look of gratitude on the faces of the sick would repay us for any inconvenience we had to endure several of our jewish patients told us that the sisters were the ones who helped them to get well and they assured us that they would always have a kind feeling for us we had also the great pleasure of seeing many persons receive the sacraments after having been away for long years through this experience i have learned to appreciate my vocation to the religious life more than ever before a sister tells of her first day's experience when clothed in a long white gown falling from the shoulders to the shoe-tops over the habit of blue serge and a gauze mask the nurse gave her a first lesson in bathing a patient i felt an awful sensation creep over me she says but i recalled that i had volunteered to help suffering humanity and that god will take care of his own in a few moments the terrible ordeal was over and i felt greatly relieved when i walked out of the ward the next day the sight that met my eyes as i entered the hospital i shall never forget glancing to the left i saw the men's ward crowded on the right where the office was there seemed to be great excitement a big colored man who was delirious was screaming and grasping at everything within his reach two policemen were holding him down on the other side were two figures stretched on cots covered with white sheets while on another cot lay a man gasping his eyes and mouth wide open the nurse told us that the two on the cots were dead and the other was dying i was struck at first with a fearful dread for i never came in close contact with death but once in my life but realizing what must be done i quickly put on my gown and mask and being assigned to the women's ward i began my second day's duties several women were brought in who were to be bathed made comfortable and given nourishment then from all sides seemed to come the call sister one wanted a drink another was cold and needed a blanket and perhaps a hot water bag still another needed an ice cap this continued all through the day for several days there was no change it was pitiful to see the suffering of those afflicted and to hear the moans and cries of those who were dying we had about six babies to care for it was part of my work to bathe and nourish them and when the rush was over i took a few minutes now and again to carry them and show them to their mothers if they were there for it seemed to comfort them one little girl a non-catholic who had been living a good life was able to tell our dear lord that she was sorry for everything she had done wrong the priest baptized her conditionally and immediately she became unconscious she died a few hours later i helped to prepare her body for burial the gratitude of all was marked and that alone the evidence of gratefulness would repay for any little inconvenience of our work the jews especially marveled at the sisters helping them and usually gave them the credit of pulling them through 
one good sister writes i put sacred heart badges on all whether catholic or jew or protestant italian or colored if the jew lost his badge he would give me no peace till he found it one young colored man was raving in delirium and was guarded by two officers i was sent to take charge of him while the two officers were off duty he was strapped to his iron bed and the blood was oozing from every part of his body his screams were heart-rending he imagined that he was to be murdered i asked him to say after me the little aspiration my jesus mercy mary help he became quiet at once and after i placed a sacred heart badge on him and a medal of our blessed mother he became perfectly sane and asked me if any colored people belonged to the catholic church i gave him a catechism and a prayer book his wife came to take him home and he told her everything and soon the wife was as much pleased with our holy religion as the man one old man called me after a few days in the hospital and asked me to write a letter for him which he dictated it was addressed to a woman with whom he had boarded and settled some financial affairs his life he said had been spent in the depths of sin i told him that god would pardon him if only he would be sorry and make a good confession he told me that he was willing and i sent to st rita's for a priest who could understand thus after long years he came back to god these poor people died in great numbers but comforted by the sacraments i found them always though taken in off the street models of patience respect modesty and a delicacy towards the sisters that can be accounted for only as the result or the reward of charity i feel that the good done by the sisters both corporal and spiritual will bring blessings on the community emergency hospital opened by the south philadelphia businessmen broad and snyder avenue october eleven twenty sisters of the immaculate heart were detailed to serve in this hospital from the mission houses at st monica's st thomas and the community house high school sisters twenty eighteen green street the sisters served in three shifts midnight to eight a m eight a m to four p m four p m to midnight approximately one hundred cases of influenza were treated here the afflicted being mainly jews dr clemens was chief of staff he together with samuel buck esq organizer of this special relief warmly recommended the work of the sisters an engraved certificate of acknowledgment and gratitude was given to each one of the sisters a sister tells of her experience here the first night enlivened by the incident of having to watch and control a delirious colored man who was bent on catching the kaiser this catching meant to climb out of the window by way of the steam pipes and radiator it was found necessary at last to put william into a straitjacket two of the sisters holding him down while the nurse wound sheets around him binding him securely to the cot the following night two policemen were secured to keep guard over william the experience with the women of the previous night probably left brain impressions which changed the purpose of william who now no longer planned to catch the kaiser but pleaded to see his wife lil to whom he seemed very loyally devoted during the night one of the sisters had occasion to pass through the room where william lay 
guarded by the two representatives of public safety william looking up suddenly as he caught sight of the sister exclaimed is that my lil yes that's her holding out his big black arms that's my lil the sister whether frightened or dismayed quickly disappeared with no apologies to william or the guardians of his liberty another sister tells how an automobile called at the convent st thomas every night to take herself and her companion sister to the emergency at broad and snyder avenue where they were on duty in the men's ward from twelve midnight to eight o'clock a m she speaks of her impressions on entering that dimly lighted ward for the first time at midnight where the breath of pestilence could almost be felt and every helpless form on its cot seemed to suggest the thought where you are i may be she describes the suffering of one young man who had served our country in france and had been instructed and baptized in the hospital in his extreme pain he would cry out father in heaven take me he died peacefully another case is described in which the patient would grab wildly at everything within reach of his bed i whispered the act of contrition and ejaculations to him but as a continual vapour came from his mouth i could not stand there long the next night the lord had taken him to rest i hope some became unconscious and passed away not knowing apparently that death was near others who seemed to be on the way to recovery we would find the next night when we came on duty had passed to eternity one night i was called to the women's ward where a young mother was breathing her last she was trying to say something but could not speak then holding a glass of milk she pointed to the baby in all her pain her one thought seemed to be that baby would be in want there were also some very amusing incidents one patient requested one night that he might be given a mask which the nurses and sisters wore saying that he did not want the disease the other fellows had another sister writes each day brought new patients as soon as one recovered or died his bed was occupied by another sometimes new cases were waiting in the office until a dead body could be removed to make room for a new occupant the doctor instructed us to see that every man received the attention of either priest minister or rabbi one day i noticed a catholic name on one of the charts and i said to the man did you see the priest he replied i am not a catholic but your name indicates that you should be i was then called away to get a glass of water for the priest who was giving the sacraments to another man i mentioned the case to the priest who then went over to the man and remained about an hour he found that he had been baptized and received his first holy communion in france he had come to this country it appears later enlisted and had served three years in the now late war the priest informed me that he had heard his confession and given him holy communion he requested me to say some prayers of thanksgiving with him as he knew no prayers a few days later this patient grew much weaker and during intense suffering he showed great patience he was anointed and died a very happy death another sister tells of her first night on duty thirteen hours later the shifts were shortened and her time of service was from four p m to midnight 
when the sisters rode to the convent from the hospital in a taxicab incidentally she mentions that her first night's charge was to take care of eight patients women including two babies all very sick and requiring constant attention of these eight all were hebrews but one catholic woman of the jewish rabbi she says that he visited the wards daily and distributed newspapers to the convalescents he always bowed very profoundly to us and showed great respect end of part three